Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. I'm Will. And I'm Chuck. And today we're talking about the fifth episode. Now this is the second to last episode Penultimate of... episode. Yeah. Of Moon Knight. So... The what episode, Will? I missed that. The penultimate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I wrote it down originally as episode four, but I'm like, wait a second. No, we're definitely way past that. Um, I was hoping it was episode four because this was such a... I, I love this episode. This episode is fantastic. It, it, it reminded me an awful lot of, of the episode. I think it was like... I think it was the second to last episode of WandaVision where they're basically going through all of her memories and trying to figure out how everything kind of came to be. Um, same idea in a sense here but they did it in a very interesting way that tied into everything that they were doing here. Um, I I think this episode's fantastic. You know, we I actually... Got, I got we, mad. We, so we were... Well, <laughs> you got mad. <laughs> I'm watching get, it. I'm watching it, and that one part happens when he when he starts talking to Mark, and he tells, what's go, tells Stephen what's going on, and I'm like, crap, Lee was right in the first episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what did he call? <clears throat> So we were talking about when when Steven would be on the cell phone talking to his mother. Laters, gators, and all this other stuff. And you and I were like, no, he's not stupid. He's really talking to somebody. And Lee's like, no, I think she's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. That was why I had texted you guys about the week. And I was like, Lee was right. Oh, with angry face. <laughs> yeah. I was right. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I'm on. I'm on, episode, Lee. I'm though. I'm 100 on your side. This episode, it, it's probably my favorite episode of the season. Oh yeah, this was fantastic from top to bottom. I thought. Um, we. I mean, we can get into it, but just, I love, I love all the Pirates of the Caribbean references that are going on in this <laughs> season so far. And now you have a ship <coughs> in a desert just. <laughs> <laughs> making its way around on the sand. I thought it was fantastic. Um, yep. Yeah, just everything about how the asylum basically turned into like the land of the dead. And it's just like, it's this whole thing about purgatory and you get into everything about Mark's past and Steven, which I have only one question about. But yeah, this this was um this was fantastic. This this yep. was fantastic. And that's, that's where I'm going to end that. <laughs> yeah. I agree. So, go ahead. I love this episode. I'm just frustrated now because you know now that the next episode is going to be <laughs> getting Conchu back. And we're not going to see Amit until next season now. Think about everything that has to get done within a 40 to 50 minute episode. Conchu mm-hmm. has to be released. Everything with Amit has to be resolved. I'm guessing that they're just not going to leave Steven in the sand. Like, somehow he has to come back. Like, that's a lot that they have to cram into the finale of this. That's I mean, they a- crammed in a lot in Falcon Winter Soldier in the last episode. Like, they they crammed in Tons. a lot. Yeah. Not to uh, this extent. True. This is a lot. Because this is a lot. This is though, a different and- color. This is a whole yeah. different color. This is they're setting it up for a see unless there's more than six episodes and we just don't realize it. Um, they're setting it up for a whole nother season. Okay, so I actually did some research about that. As of now, there are zero plans for a second season. 
None. <laughs> no plans. This is this is as far as as far as Disney is concerned and Marvel and Kevin Feige, this is a one and done. Ooh. They have a lot I think, I think to even, answer next episode. I think then. even Oscar Isaac came out and 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 so don't quote me, but in so many words said that he doesn't want to be pigeonholed <clears throat> into this box. Like he does not like doing things like this. He wants to, you know, play a role, do a character, and then move on to the next thing. He never wants to be pigeonholed into something <gasps> like that. If so something like, interesting, like, like like three episodes of Star Wars, yeah, like <laughs> Poe. So he, in, in in, but that's in so many words. That's basically what he said about this. Unless, and again, this is coming from this is coming. Unless there's something incredibly interesting, like an interesting story to be told, they're not going to do a second season. I think this is going to be one and done. I'm not, enti- I don't, I don't know. Unless they go ahead and do something completely different where they recast Moon Knight, or they just t- tell a completely different story from like another perspective. I could see something like that. But as far as this story goes, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's not looking. Uh, it's not looking promising that we will get a season two. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the, the interesting thing about this show. It's 100% like you can go through it again and see there is not a single tie-in to anything else in the MCU. Nothing. Nope. So if they're if they're doing it this way and having well, this unless one you go in- back to the comics and you say okay, well there are blade references in the comics. And no, I'm talking about the show. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what right. you mean the show, so in but in this I'm- show there's not, there's zero tie-in. There's not zero. even like there's not even like a, oh yeah, well remember Captain America, like nothing. Like nobody even mentions that anything else has gone on. No one says anything <laughs> about Thanos or a snap or anything. It's it's as if that stuff doesn't even exist. Right. You know, I'm not saying it there it doesn't. It's just that they're not bringing it up because they wanted this to be its own separate thing. That's basically how they set it up. So if they're doing this and they're going to they're going to end after this one season, I'd be very surprised if they didn't try to pull him somehow into the MCU as far as movies go. Um, because, again, how much are you really going to cram into this one final episode and give us the ending we want? People are going to be crying out for more of Steven and Mark. So I'm wondering how they're going to do that. And does that mean that if they're going to end it here as far as a show, are they actually going to um, bring them into the MCU you know, and the big screen. I think it's the same problem Eternals had, how you really don't have a tie-in to the rest of the MCU as a whole. Same as what had? Um, the Eternals. Oh, the Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they made they made references, though. They talked about it. Yeah, but it's they just... have that whole thing where they explain it away like, we don't get involved. And now you have a whole bunch of demagogues in this show going, we don't get involved. We just observe. And... Uh-huh. And like you just said, like you have Steven and Mark and, and the, the character of Moon Knight that's not attached to the rest of the MCU at all. So it's 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 weird. <laughs> anyway, let's um let's get through the episode. I mean, there's, there's a lot that um that to go through here. Um, but basically, <clears throat> you'll have to excuse me. I immediately choked <laughs> my drink right off the bat. So um. First thing we get is a bunch of like random sounds and visions. We get we get uh, a little boy crying help. We see water in a cave. We got some woman screaming. It's all your fault. And then it goes right back to them screaming with the hippo. <clears throat> okay. What is going on 
I don't know what's going on, but I'm definitely glad that they're they're throwing everybody off by just throwing all these images together now, and then later on it all kind of makes sense. Chuck, how through. you feeling about this hippo? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an audio show, man. You can't just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> the hippo. <clears throat> well. Oh my gosh. I thought they made the character a complete idiot. Yeah. Um which which that I would say that's the one thing that really bummed me out about this because she doesn't even know her job. <laughs> and she made her this they made her this tour guide of, of purgatory. Let me get my note cards. You know, I have a card about that. You know, welcome traveler zers you know and it's just i don't know it's like her first day on the job <laughs> yeah it, it was it, the fact that steven knows more about what they're doing than she does makes it funny um i'm glad that she wasn't in it all that often um right the hippo yeah she was kind of in the background yeah if if, if if the hippo had been more of a like prominent character through the entire episode, it probably would have been a bummer, but um, I could have done without it. They could have used somebody else besides this giant hippo. All I told, I told Leah, I said the only thing that reminded me of was um, Bebop and Rocksteady from Turtles. You know, giant animal with five, with regular man hands and, you know, Uma Thurman with a hippo head. Giant hands. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't like. I wasn't a, a fan of the uh, the hippo. Everything else was fine. The storyline was fantastic. The storyline was fantastic. The, stu- the hippo was stupid. The hippo was stupid. It was it was it was idiotic. But the storyline, the back and forth, the Doctor Harrow, the all that stuff, the it, the the way it oh they it was well written. I just could not without the hippo. <laughs> Any anything else but a hippo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it didn't bother me. I was okay with it. Um, but I, I thought what I like about it is that you've got this quote unquote god, and it's kind of the same idea where they talk about like Thor and his whole family as gods, where it's just like no, they just they're just kind of there. Like yeah, they have this title, but they're just whatever they are. So it kind of took it down where this hippo was just like this hippo who, yeah, she's a, a goddess or whatever. But It's their way of saying immortal. Yeah, that's, yeah. So I like that they did this. You were going off and it's like, I don't understand why this hippo has five fingers. I'm like, because well, it's not a hippo. It just has a head of a hippo, just like every other Egyptian god. It's got the head of something. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was a really interesting thing. I mean, the hippo also had dreadlocks, you know, like head hair. So it it was it, it this was an interesting episode. Um but basically the whole thing um what was it? They did a good job getting you inside of Mark's head. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is that they they was still fantastic. They still left us with lots of questions of like, okay, what's reality here? I mean, what what is reality and like what's actually happening to them? What are they seeing? But then understanding this whole thing is all just a bunch of craziness so jumping here going here there and whatever it makes sense because he's just kind of floating around 
so the flashbacks made complete <clears throat> sense to me. Um, oh yeah, no, that made sense. The purgatory just... didn't because the purgatory it's not purgatory because you don't hallucinate elements of your real life in purgatory. At least from my right. knowledge of what purgatory is, like purgatory, you're not pulling Harrow as a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> With. Like that—that's more—that's more of a hallucination to me. That's more of a complete mental break than it is purgatory. Right, but that's—I think that was the point that they were getting at—is like your purgatory. It's all kind of based on on what's going on in your own head, and it ties it all in. One and that's way why or she was like a psych ward. <clears throat> this, this is, is a first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because we're insane. That's that's what it is. But so I mean, he's sit, so he's sitting down with uh, with Doctor Flanders, uh, Doctor Harrow. <laughs> And he's doing, he basically says to him, he's like, you're doing everything possible not to look within, you know, it's like you're having imaginary fights in our hospital and all this stuff. And then he starts talking about the hippo, you know, which he confuses as a rhinoceros, like, no, it's a hippopotamus. He's like, so what do you think this is? Does this make sense or is it nonsense? He's like, well, it's nonsense. And he he basically says, like, listen, I'm actually really interested in this hippo thing. This could actually break down the walls between Mark and Steven. Tell me about the little boy. When you know, he and, started now, going on about Steven, I, yeah. I'm i like, this is, I I immediately started to think, I'm like, is this Harrow playing a trick on Mark and he needs Steven for like some vital information about Ahmed? Like that's okay. kind of what it was. It, 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 I'm completely wrong because that's not where it ended up going, but that's kind of what it was alluding to. Yeah, I didn't feel... I didn't feel like this was Harrow at all. It really it did feel Harrow. like it well, wasn't Harrow. And, it wasn't no, Harrow. I didn't. I never felt that it was. But just like the way that Harrow was pushing yeah. to talk to Stephen, like yeah, like Harrow didn't, didn't want anything to do with Mark. Harrow wanted to talk to Stephen, and the mm-hmm. three of us have talked about it before. Stephen is the one with the knowledge. Like Stephen is the one with the knowledge of ancient Egypt and mythology, and probably knows a lot more about Ahmed than Mark does. So it mm-hmm. would make sense that Harrow yeah, would want to talk to Steve. And that's why I was like, is this kind of like a mind game that Harrow is playing right now? Like, but no, but that's just, I don't know. It was just, it was interesting. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. So, um, <clears throat> but he's getting into it and he's really trying to push through to get through. I, I love at this one point where Mark is like, oh, you know what? Oh, you're a really good doctor. I mean, I feel like a million dollars. You're awesome. And then he freaks out trying to get out of there he's gra- he grabbed like some you know weird prism thing he was gonna like stab himself with or whatever and then it and then they go ahead and eject him in the neck and he goes right back to the scream again with the hippo okay we're back here again like what this this back and forth like this was crazy because i'm like okay is he is the hippo stuff his hallucinate hallucination hallucination yeah hallucination 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 <laughs> is the hippo stuff his hallucination is the doctor's office stuff the hallucination like what's going on here like yes, what's throwing him is. back and forth yeah um <clears throat> it's all in thought, his head yeah well it, yeah it, which is like what i suggested before is that like when i was saying like the whole life flashing before your eyes thing like when you're dead you're not you know you could be dead you know, for a split second, but in that split second, you could have like days of of memories or things happen go through your head, and I think that's what they're really pushing here. So there's time for him to be brought back to life by Conchu, and that's what they're pushing for. We get at the end of the episode that that's what they're gonna do. Um, <clears throat> and you find out here anyway from the hippo. Oh, you're quite dead. You know, like you're all dead. 
Um, you know, preparing for the Duat, um, Taweret, um, and the plan is that she's going to be guiding them through the afterlife. That's the whole point, to get them where they need to go. Basically, out in the sands where they freeze, or um, <clears throat> to the field of reeds. But she's looking around, and she's like, yeah, I've never been to a psych ward before. And that's when he's like, yeah, well, of course it's a psych ward because we're insane. We are insane. I'm insane, and that's why I'm here. Um, he's like, I'm going to open up this You're door. You're outside my body. <laughs> Harrow's a doctor, you know, and outside this door is just a bunch of people yelling. A bunch of patients, and then he opens it up, and, it, and as soon as he opens it up, he just loses his mind. He's like, no. <laughs> nope, it's a boat, a big old boat going through the desert. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so she's like, okay, let's go check this out. Reaches in and pulls out their hearts, which look like little crystals. Um, oh, it worked. I thought I'd blow your chest wide open. <laughs> Good thing that didn't happen. Again, Got it. For, first day on the job. <laughs> yeah, it's so first weird. Day on the job. But we get back into the whole balancing of the scales thing. You know, this is this is the judgment after. So, I mean, in in our belief system, we have our judgment when judgment day comes, whether it's for the world or whether it's for us in, individually. That's when we are judged. Um, it judges people before they commit a crime or before they die. And Khonshu uh, judges people after they commit the crime. So, or as they're trying to commit the crime. So we, we see judgment being thrown out, you know, multiple times in different places from different people or different characters in this show so far. Um, <clears throat> but the way they do it is they put a feather on one side and they put the heart on the other. And she clearly is, is recognizing that um, both of their hearts are there. So it's like, okay, so she knows that they're somehow, like, she asked if they were twins, yet she put their hearts on the scale, not one heart at a time. So she kind of got it. It just didn't make any sense to me the way they did it. But either way, they're not balancing. Why and everybody's are we, confused. It doesn't make any sense to me either. Why are we judging an altar? Why are we judging a figment of Mark's <clears throat> imagination? Because it, he, because it's... He's, it is. he's not a figment of his imagination. He really did split. So it's two different personalities. Right. And <clears throat> so when they're doing it, that's why at the very end when Mark gets hurled, all of a sudden it balances because Steven. the balance Steven is, Ste I mean, Stephen, because Mark has to come to a realization that they ultimately are one in the same. And right, right now they're <clears throat> not. Right. And that's the imbalance that's going on. I don't look at it as the scales are imbalanced and it's his his he himself is imbalanced and the scales were noticing that. Even the scales on Harrow's arm in episode what was it, one, two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're all doing the same thing. It was imbalanced. We're doing the same thing. Because he's imbalanced on the inside and that's and then all of a sudden when Steven goes over, now it's now it's balanced because it's just the one. And that's all yeah. fine and good. I understand that. I'm just saying why. Okay. Steven has a heart. Like, I don't understand why Steven would have a heart. I don't understand why Steven would be the one being judged. I don't understand why in the land of the dead, this, this pseudo god or this tour guide wouldn't immediately know that Steven is not a real person. Like, it just, that whole thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, first, it's her first in the job, and two, <laughs> and two, Fine. they had to make the TV show. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <clears throat> basically, 
Yeah, balance the scales and get tossed in the sand and frozen. Got it. <clears throat> so then Mark's plan is to kill the hippo and steal the boat. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard to steer anyways. I know, but it was just, it was ridiculous. It's like, come on, there's two of us and one of, one of her? Like, come on. that That's ridiculous. Anyway, comes down, the hearts aren't full. Get back in there and show each other the truth in order to balance the scales. So she she gets what's happening here. That the two of them need to sort out what they need to sort out, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> but they're going through and there's memories in each room, you know. Um, now, I'm going to go back and just say this because we are five episodes into this show and there has not been another personality introduced. And you guys kept pushing saying there's another personality um, I don't recall when, when you guys were telling me there was something, I don't recall. I haven't rewatched the episodes to hear when somebody said it wasn't me, it was somebody else. Um, or even to, to really justify that, you know, one of them didn't do something. And that, that when the, it's the first episode when, when, uh, Mark is in Cairo and there's all yeah. those bodies, neither Mark yeah. nor Steven take responsibility for it. They both are very adamant that it wasn't them that did it. Yeah. But we, right, we that still haven't got three. And then, then episode four, they showed the locked sarcophagus. They showed the sarcophagus standing up straight. Right. So that's what but, everything in this show was building up to there being a third. Yeah, but they're not, they're they're not, not even doing there that. yet. They're not. I don't think that they're doing that now. That's what I'm saying. So that's why it didn't make sense to me it, Where if they were leading up to that. I'm like, I wasn't catching on to that the way that you guys were. And here they're clearly just not going on, along with that. So is this is this Marvel's way of doing the aerospace engineer thing again? Yes, that's what I think. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I think. They're, they fully They fully intended on there being a third. Like the the evidence is there. It's laid out in plain day, plain sight. It 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 it. it everything is there. Everything was building to that moment. That's mm. why I even said, you know, you have the flashbacks they, in the fir- you have the flashbacks in the first episode where there's a whole bunch of bodies, and then you have something very similar that happens in the first episode when he's in Cairo. Neither Mark Mark's. nor Steven take responsibility for that. There is something else going on there, unless it was, I mean, unless it was Conchu that took over Mark's body and actually did all this, which... Which is what I was saying before, which wouldn't be too far off because they did it in the temple. I guess. They did it in the temple? They did it They did it in the temple, but they did it yeah. in a way that it was Spare like you have to be inside of the temple threats. in order to be, like, possessed. Like, that's oh, yes. what I got from that. Nah. <clears throat> but I still, I, I still believe that there's a third. I still 100% believe that there's a third. And and Chuck, I'm on your side 100%. This is this is the aerospace engineer all over again. Yeah, because it because it was when you saw it in episode one, you see you're introduced to Stephen, <clears throat> and all the weird effects happen before he comes back to him. You don't see what happens. You just see nope. time lost. Yep. Then we're introduced to Mark. And there's this smooth transition back and forth from Stephen to Mark, Stephen to Mark for a whole episode and a half. And then Mark is up front and he's doing it. And then we go back to this loss of time again. But we already know Stephen's there. So why would they cut out Stephen doing this and then have them back and forth of, I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. And then in the fourth episode, you get the sarcophagus. You see Stephen next to an open sarcophagus in one room. Which is his. Which is his. Mm -hmm. And then they walk by another room with a sarcophagus sitting up that's all chained. 
that's moving. It was moving. Like it was jiggling around because there was something in it trying to get out. That's a third altar that they're not going to introduce us to. Unless for some reason they do it last minute. They they, they do it next episode. Last minute. It'll be like a last minute <clears throat> thing. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Unless they extend the length of this next episode to like an hour and a half into like a mini movie. That's maybe, all I can think of. Maybe big maybe. Because there, there's a but, lot to answer for. No, but I I one hundred percent I'm on your side, Chuck. This is the aerospace engineer all over again. Yeah, I, I don't, I just don't get it. That's where I got thrown off. But <clears throat> either way, they're going around and they're seeing the memories in each room. And this is, like I said, this, this is where it becomes very much like the WandaVision thing. Okay, let's move on. Okay, let's look at this. It, it's, it's, it's the Christmas Carol. That's what it is. It's a Christmas Carol. Let's go look at all these memories. You can't interact with them, but we can walk through it like, you know, we're there type thing. Just in order, just to give us that... Um, you know, that explanation of what's going on, what happened in the past. So we're seeing it first. We go in, we, we, they walk by, they see the bathroom scene where he's basically beating up that, um, you know, that, that jackal, um, at the, at the museum. We see the scene where they're turning the skies and Mark gets to see it for the first time. He's like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. That, yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. You, you guys did that. And then we see a quick shot of of basically Mark standing there in the street um, in front next to a car, just taking swigs out of a flask. And then that's when we start hearing the help again. Little boy, go help. Um, Mark at that point was just like, like when they're at the street, it's like, it's, just, it's a street, man. You never walked on a street? Like, yeah, we walked on plenty of streets. It's just a street. Don't worry about it. You know, because he didn't want to get into the whole thing because he remembers why Stephen was created. Why it happened. Um, so he just didn't want to get into it. But that's pretty much the whole thing is that he's had this... He, he's been hiding the reason why Stephen exists from Stephen. You look well, like you have something to say, Will. That's typically what happens. <laughs> yeah. Will, what is it? How would Steven not know? How would Steven not know? If you if Mark is creating Steven mm-hmm. to kind of like take the punishment, Steven would know. Like that's that kind was, of that he, the that way was, that's kind that he was of taking the punishment. If or? Steve okay, so if Steven is created to take the punishment from Mark, like that's the way it worked. Like, like Mark went away, and then Stephen took over, and then Stephen is the one who's there, and Stephen is the one who was taking the, the the punishment in order to protect Mark. Like that's kind of the way alters work, especially when you're a child. Right, and that's why I was confused. But we'll get into Stephen would be the one who would take the brunt of the punishment, and Mark should have been the one who didn't remember taking punishment. So the, the role should have been too. reversed. So, right. So what you just said makes a lot more sense than than I thought. Okay. So, we'll get there, we'll get there soon. We're not going to touch upon it yet, but That's fine. Let's let's circle back after that cuz I think that makes a lot of sense and I think I have an answer that might answer everybody's questions, make everybody feel happy and fuzzy. So, they go into a cafe and it's filled with dead bodies. It's a bunch of zombies just sitting there in a caf- cafeteria. Um criminals, murderers, predators, Basically, just like really bad dudes that he that Mark killed as Moon Knight. You know, that's the people he took out. 
Right. Um, then we see a little child there. Actually, as he sees them all, he's going Dubai, you know, in New York. He like he remembers where he took these these people out, like where he was when this all happened. And that's how he kind of names everybody. He says it a few times later on where he just he knows them by location. <clears throat> but then they see a child there. And after all this goes, Stephen's just asking him, he's like, dude, like when uh, why is there a child in here with a bunch of people that you've killed? So they follow and they follow through. Um, Mark gets locked out of this door while Stephen goes through it and brings him into a backyard. And he sees this little boy who's drawing a one-fin fish and then little boy Mark who's, like, laughing about it. He's like, oh, this fish has one fin. <laughs> Don't make fun of your brother. Ha, ha, ha. Mom and dad, kids all happy playing in the backyard. I completely they go out to miss the ki- that. The one-fin fish. I completely miss that. Oh, that was the whole, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. He even said he's like, Mom, mom, he drew a fish with one fin. Okay. Don't make fun of your brother. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so, why I missed that too, because that's why he really liked that. That one, one fin, fin fish. Mm-hmm. What was his brother's name? Roro. 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 What? Roro. Your boat. Are you serious? Are Are you being? That is how he's referred to, like, the entire time. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, get, I guess his name must be Randall, based on IMDb. Okay. But they referred to him over and over again as Roro. They, so I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think I, I don't think they ever said Randall. I think they just said Roro. Okay. <clears throat> but his name's not Gus, though. It's not Gus. That would have made sense. Gus Spector? No, that was the name of his fish, Gus. Oh, oh, well, I guess uh, so. Uh, so, um, no, but okay. So, basically, um, the whole point is they want to go out and run out, play in the cave like they normally do. Okay, yeah. Well, mom comes over there, gra- grabs Mark, and says, "Don't let anything happen to him. Make sure you take care of your brother." Like she's very much like. I mean, I, I keep thinking about this, and you ever see Dewey Cox? Wrong kid died. Like, that's all I keep thinking about is, did you see it, Will? No, but I I, I, I get where you're going with this. The, the whole point, the whole dumb thing about this move, about the movie Dewey Cox was Dewey Cox, his dad hated him because he and his brother were playing, you know, they, they were playing, I, I forgot what they were playing with, but it was something super dangerous, and his brother got, like, bisected he got cut in half and the whole thing the the whole thing was the dad like hated dewey because he was the son that he wish you know didn't live yeah yeah he was like oh you know the whole thing is like wrong kid died wrong kid died every time he sees him you know 10 20 years later wrong kid died you know so that's basically what they're doing here but in a more serious way than that stupid dewey cox movie um but that's yeah she she was very hard on the whole like make sure you take care of him. So they go out, they're journeying through the woods, they're doing their tomb busters impressions, Dr. Grant and whoever else. Um it's raining and they, they and they step over a bird skeleton which looks very reminiscent of that that um stupid pigeon as Stephen referred to him as Conchu. Mm. Um rain is filling up the cave. They were told not to play in there when it rains, but hey, they're going to do it anyway because they're kids. 
Roro drowns. It's important to say that Mark talks him into it. Mark talks him into going Mark into the cave. Mark talks him cave. into going into the cave when it's raining. Because right. Roro, as you're saying... <laughs> That's what they said. Didn't... They said it three times. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, Roro is, he doesn't want to go in there. Like, he makes up that thing like, oh, we're not supposed to play in there in the rain or whatever like that. He Like, he does say something about it, and Mark's like, eh, whatever, let's just go. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's why that's why he has his own guilt, because he did convince him to go in the first yeah. place. So there's a level of guilt that's, like, reasonable in his mind, because, yeah, well, I did convince him, so why wouldn't I believe all these things people say, you know? Because it was my fault, to a point. But, anyway. Blah, 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 blah. Steven experiences this whole drowning happening right there. And out, as this is happening, you're hearing him going, Lads, lads, where are you? And then you hear um, young Mark freaking out. And then you can hear, like, current day Mark. You can hear him going, no, 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 no. Like, all these things, like, get out of there, get out of there, don't be in there. All this is happening. And then suddenly it goes back to Mark. He enters a room where they're all in mourning. They're sitting in Shiva. Um, and Stephen arrives to go see it. You know, two, and we see his mother there. And as soon as Mark, young Mark, walks down the stairs, she looks and goes, "What are you doing here? Like, why are you even here? Like, you shouldn't be here. You were supposed to keep him safe. This is all your fault." Okay, mom is going through a massive mental breakdown because she lost her favorite child, which was very clear in the beginning that Roro was her favorite child, and then this happens, and she blames everything on Mark and has zero compassion. Or even love for Mark. She is so angry about what's happened. There's a birthday that goes by. Total abandonment. Just him and dad. She won't even come downstairs. He's just like, your mom's not feeling well. Yeah, well, because she's at this point had a psychotic break and she's toast. Now, quick question about this part. <clears throat> he goes up staircases. I'm get, The first two, I, I'm guessing, I love are that. the, they're yeah. the same exact staircase. I love it. Yeah. Just from year to year. Yes. It was the really third, cool. The third staircase, is that another staircase he's going up, or is it the same staircase again? It's the same staircase. It's the but same it's just, staircase. It's just, I think the staircase is just supposed to represent time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's because that's, that's all it is. The first two led to the same spot, and the third one went to a completely different spot. Well, yeah, because it's it's representing time. It it, it went to a completely different spot because <laughs> Stephen was well, Mark was doing a very good job of hiding his bedroom. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Right. So that's 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 what that whole thing. That's what so I it, thought. I was just like, so they did a good job with it. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I yeah. thought it was really stylistically done great because it was so always I. like, let's go up more, another level, another level, another level. I thought that was fantastic. Very inception. Um, very inception. Um yeah. I the way that you're going say, through layers, the way that you're just going through layers. Like I, I thought it was really cool the way that it was done. Yeah, I, I was gonna say another thing I thought that was a really great um a, a really great thing that uh, it's it's not super relevant to this, but I but it reminds me of it the way that they're doing it, just like vaguely. Is you ever see Dreamcatcher? You guys haven't seen Dreamcatcher? Um, who's in it? Uh, doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, no, it's 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 a bunch of people. Uh, what's his name? Jason Lee's in it. 
um, but he's not like comedic so much. It's it's a series. It's a it's a Stephen King book um, made into a movie, Dreamcatcher. Um, oh, um, uh, Donnie Wahlberg's in it, oh. but he's a, a mentally disabled uh, guy named Duddits. Um, no, it, it's it's a very Stephen King story, but one thing that's really, really cool about it is one of the guys has this, um, a, I wouldn't say so much ability, but more of a, of a, a way of keeping track of his memories and his thoughts and of his brain, and it looks like a giant library. So when he goes through his head and thinks, it looks, it, it's actually him walking through a library, crawl, like climbing upstairs and like taking out file boxes and stuff, and it's all just like this internal thought process that he goes through, and it's really, um, they did a really great job in the movie. Um, the movie, it's like a sci-fi alien thing going on, but yet it's very psychological at the same time. Okay. So, um, hey, maybe that's something we can touch upon sometime. I, it's it's a very interesting movie. I'll say that. It's a thriller. It's a Stephen King thriller. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, it, it does remind me of that in a sense. If you watch the movie after me telling you about it, you'd probably be like, this is nothing like that. <laughs> but it's just, it has it has a similar type of feel the way that they're they're walking through memories and going up the stairs and stuff like that. I th- I think it's, it's pretty cool. I, I really do enjoy it. So we get to his next birthday, and Mom shows up this time. She's drunk, Hammered. and she just comes down, and she's just like, yeah, you were always jealous of him. You know, and this this is like two years later, you know, or a year and a half to two years later. And all she ever says to him is how much she hates him and how much she wishes that, you know, her other son didn't die. Um, You're always jealous of him. I should have known you'd do something like this. Oh, so he's like, uh, I'm out. Like, whatever. So they go back out on the street, and then we see an older Mark. He's more of a teenager at this point. And Dad's just like... Oh, you know, we, we're supposed to, we're going to work through this. And he goes, yeah, why haven't you? You were supposed to do, work through this. I can't deal with this anymore. You know, and, it, and all of it that, that's happening, it's it's valid. Like, he's like, I'm done. Yeah. I can't be, I can't be in this home anymore when all I get is a, is a psychotic woman who's basically telling me that I'm a horrible person and, you know, I'm done. And, and he be, leaves. And beating him. <clears throat> Yeah. MB, yeah, which which we didn't see until later. No, um, but so then we get to the desert because he and Mark are just kind of like you know, or Stephen and Mark are there, um, back and forth, and they're back in the desert at this point where Leda's dad was killed. He explains, or Mark explains, that going AWOL in a fugue state gets you discharged from the military, and that's why he became a mercenary. Now I know Will. Every time you hear the word fugue state, you can't help but laugh just yeah. because. Yeah, <laughs> the, the whole situation in in Breaking Bad. All I, I see, a fugue all state. all I see. Every time I hear a fugue state, all I see is Brian Cranston's naked behind, standing naked in front behind, of, standing in, a gas in station. Sta- <laughs> no, in the grocery store. Oh, it was a grocery store. Yeah, just yeah, standing yeah. in the dairy aisle. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that show was crazy. Um. But anyway, yeah. So he I explains honestly that. don't get the reference. Okay, oh, I so I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So Walter White in Breaking Bad, he, um, he decided he got cancer, and he decided that in preparation for uh, his family and and financially, he's gonna start cooking and dealing meth, 
and yeah. seasons go on and finally he's not discovered but things start getting very suspicious so he yeah. has to make up for a lot of lost time so yeah. he decides that he's going to just fake a fugue state and he claims insanity when he does this and in order to sell the story a little bit more he wanders into a gas station not gas station a grocery store and strips naked <laughs> and he's just standing there in the dairy aisle and finally he's 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 taken away and that's his excuse <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. Grab me my phone. Oh no, I found your phone. Oh, which one? Oh, yeah. Oh. That that that's the line that I'll never forget. It's like <laughs> which one? Oh. Anyway. Uh, so they're there. Um, this is where they explain the whole thing. I mean, we already kind of got the story before where he explained it to Layla that the other mercenary he was with got greedy, tried to take everybody out, and Mark tried to stop him, and that's where he got shot too, and then, you know, Conchu saved him. Now we get to see it, because he's explaining it to Steven, and we get the whole thing together. So, okay, Conchu, so I'm glad that you mentioned that, because before, when you were um, going through everything, and in, in, in when they uh, Mark and Steven were in the diner, and they were going through all the bodies, I was under the assumption that these were the bodies that were from the other mercenary that got greedy. No, 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 no. These were the bodies that that he took out okay. as Moon Knight. I oh, specifically right. as Moon Knight. Okay. I, so I, I th- at first I thought it was a, as a mercenary, but then you get later on. He goes, "No, these are the ones that that I took out um, because I was protecting the travelers of the night." Okay. You know, well, he says, thing. "No, he says it right there in the caf in the cafeteria." Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He says, "These are the ones that okay. caught you." All right. Um, we're charging. After they do what they did, basically. Right. <laughs> but he crawls up into the temple, and that's where we see Mark getting... Mark, sorry, there's a, there's a dog in my backyard. And that's what I was about to say, like, what, 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 what's happening? Did you get a dog? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so my, my neighbor's... I guess you could... I say my neighbor's wife, because I usually talk to him. So my neighbor's wife has friends over, and I guess they have a dog. And we're sitting down, oh. and our our deck's not done yet, and we're upstairs playing a game. All of a sudden, I just saw, like, animal fur, like, <laughs> up running around my like my sliding doors on my deck. And I'm like, uh, is there, like, a fisher out there? What is that? And I look outside, I turn on the door, I, I turn on the, the light near the door, and I just see something run off, and I stick my head out the bathroom do- window, like... What's going on? There's a dog just running off my deck. <laughs> like, huh? So I, I yelled out. I'm just like, hey, there's a dog up here. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I don't have any railings, but I doubt the dog will jump off. Yeah. But the point is, like, just so you know, this dog is running th- free through, you know, <laughs> the property right now. Um, anyway, that's that. That's the, the joys of, of having a uh, Condex. Anyway. Um, as long as I don't go out there and step in dog poop, I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, the dog's out there howling like he's the wolf man. Conchu saves his life before, before, (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear the howling. It's just, it's too funny. Um, but basically we get the whole scene where Conchu and, and Mark have their conversation and that's where he basically devotes himself there. He comes up and Conchu just goes, what a waste. Okay. And he explains he's in search of a warrior to be his hands, eyes, vengeance, and final word against the evildoers and eradicate those who deserve it. And it's it's cool because at one point here, now we don't hear about the whole, like, I'm going to keep Steven at bay. 
deal. All we hear is, your mind is fractured, broken. That's most fascinating. I think you're a worthy candidate. So he was like, interested in the fact that his brain was all messed up. And that he can sense that there was another, you know, identity in there one way or another. Yep. Um, but at this point, he goes through the whole <clears> thing. He's like, listen, serve me. Like, I'll save your life and if you serve me. And, you know, you take care of what you need to do and protect the, you know, the travelers of the night. Okay. What are the travelers of the night? Is it does it mean just like people who are out at night? You know, like all the criminals come out at night, typically. Right. So protect the people who. Okay, so protect the people who happen to be out at night from the criminals. Okay, so basically be Batman. Got it. Be Batman. Um, (laughs) Hence the cape that turns into the. The moon. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So um, now Steven at this point, he goes, he was trying to play you from the start. Um, Well, I mean. But I didn't hear anything new coming out of this. We kind of all got that, that he was just like, work for me and I'll save you. Like, what w- what new information came out here that Steven didn't understand? Well, he was taking advantage of his mental state. I think that's what Steven was getting at. Like, he was playing you from the start. Like, he was taking advantage of his mental state. His mental state? He was about to die. Understandable, like, but it's like if okay, this is like so if, Esau, like, dude, just give me the stew. Yeah, whatever. Take my birthright. Like, I'm I'm hungry, man. Like, I'm I'm hallucinating. If <laughs> I'm about to die. If Mark wasn't mentally ill, would Conchu had been interested in him in the first place? Uh, I think that's what Stephen was getting at. Like, yeah, he was playing you from the start. He completely took advantage of you. I guess. I guess so. But I just figured it was because he was dying anyway. And he was like, okay, you're dying. I'll let you not die. And whatever. Yeah, well, I will say this. The one thing I have, if Conchu took advantage of Mark, Disney Plus and MCU have taken advantage of us for the last five episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why I say that is we've had five hours of Moon Knight and about... 15 minutes of actual Moon Knight <laughs> Moon appearance. Knight. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. best so, episode, I, hang on, the best episode of Moon Knight was this episode and it featured no Moon Knight, which is well, it's like true. the best episode. It's like the best episode of of uh Boba Fett did not have Exactly. Boba Fett in it. I was just about to say the same <laughs> so, thing, which harkens so back to Boba was, Fett. The best episode of Boba to, Fett featured Mandalorian. So I, this is this is this is in line. This is but in this line is, I mean, with what is, Disney's yeah, doing. <laughs> It is. This, I mean, this is leaps and bounds above beyond Boba Fett. Absolutely. Um, and it's a better storyline. It's it's just a better overall show. But it's like, I, I, I want to see Moon Knight better be in like nine tenths of next episode to make up for the last five. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny because somebody somebody from our, our church, I was talking about like, oh, have you watched Moon Knight? And they go, how? Um, it was probably John. John. Um, either John or Jared. And they were like, oh, how, how's Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight? And I'm like, well, I mean, Oscar Isaac is fantastic, but, I mean, as Moon Knight, he's just CG. And even so, he's on there for, like, you know, maybe 30 seconds an episode, and most of that is just, like, previously on. Um, so it's hard to say, I'd, you know? Like, I'd be I don't surprised think as if Moon Knight he's more. great, but I, I'd say as the characters he's playing, he's fantastic. As Mark and Steven, Oscar Isaac is fantastic. Yeah. I would be yeah. very surprised if his runtime as Moon Knight 
exceeds 10 minutes, <laughs> like mm-hmm. when all was said yeah. and done. Right. I don't think it has, but. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, my thought is like this. Like, let's just say, think of it like, um, what's another movie that, uh, hmm. Um, uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban. All right. How much have we in that movie? Did we really see the Prisoner of Azkaban? It was all this this kid called Harry Potter the whole time. But then a couple of times they (laughs) talk. No, 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 no. That the big no. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I enjoy Harry Potter. I, I I've watched the movies. I'm in the middle of the books right now. I think that it's a fantastic story. It's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I understand now, that. If we watched Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and we got five minutes of Harry Potter in a two and a half hour movie, problem. The whole point of the whole, you get to see more of the Prisoner of Azkaban in the next three movies after that, because you find out who it is, and that's the whole secret behind the whole understanding of the movie is the reveal of who this is and how it comes to be and what his role really is <clears throat> in this epi- in this series we know who it is we just never get to see him <laughs> right oh yeah no i get it i want to see moon knight that's why i watched I it he's on the cover <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> listen and I, you, I, you I might not get it i mentioned this i forget when i met i think i mentioned this when lee and i did uh wandavision um, mm-hmm. that I got the feeling like these series that Disney is putting together, like the television shows, if you think of them in terms of just advertisements or elongated commercials for the movies, everything that they're doing makes more sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything if we plan that they're on, doing makes more sense. If they plan on us sense. getting something of a, of a movie out of this. Like, mm-hmm. for example, everything that happened in WandaVision is going to pay off in Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Oh. Oh yeah, that's oh, just yeah. that's just an example, and I'm I, sure I that hope, and I'm and I really hope that everything because I want to see White Vision. Absolutely, and I e- want to see White Vision and so everything bad. and everything that's happening here in Moon Knight. I'm going to assume is going to pay off in either his standalone movie, which I'm. It it, it might happen, it might not happen, but I'm assuming that that's what they're building towards, that he'll get like a theatrical film, or you know, whatever they decide to do with Blade because that's where he comes from. Like, it's, that like, that's... If you look at it like that, everything that Marvel's doing right now with these series makes sense. Yeah, but that is, is the one is edge... That is the one edge that I will give to everything that Star Wars is doing right now. Like, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, love it or hate it, and even, like, I'm I'm, I'm sure they'll do the same thing with uh, Kenobi. Those can stand on their own. Like, you do not need to see a film, and they're not going to be attached to any future films that are going to be coming out. Like, they, they're, they're, they're contained. You know what I mean? These, the barrier to entry is massive, and then you have to wait, in, in the case of WandaVision, a year, two years for everything to finally pay off. Yeah. So it, that that is that is I will give that edge to what Star Wars is doing right now with their series in terms of Disney. But as, as far as Marvel, like I don't know. Yeah. I I will say just I, while you touched upon it for a second, um, I'm I'm disappointed because I I know this means more work for me. So 
my my kids and I we watched all of the Clone Wars, we watched all of the Bad Batch, um, and now we started watching Rebels, and there was a character, the Inquisitor, that's introduced. The Inquisitor. And this and this is the guy that was introduced in the trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi that's saying like how you hunt a Jedi, and I'm like, oh no. That's interesting. So so now I have to really watch Rebels in order to prepare for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's like four or five seasons. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, but what, what, Star, it, Wars, what Star Wars does, though, is even though there's characters that they're being introduced, quote unquote, from the from the animated series. You can still watch the live action and catch it without having to watch the animated series. You really I know. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. That's what but... I'm saying. Don't sweat that, man. Like, it's not no, that I'm big not, of a deal. I don't deal. sweat it. it. It's my OCD. If you could look at my book collection now, that I have all these Star Wars books, because I'm like, oh, I got this one I wanted. I'm like, oh, but there's like four more that go before it that explain this and this and this. Uh, all right. Next thing you know, another trilogy of books I have to get. And I have to get the trilogy because I don't want to get you know, one book from the trilogy and not get the other two because that leads into that. And I'm like, oh, good job. Good job, you fan <laughs> authors, you know, that you just made all these books that aren't even considered canon, but I want to know anyway because I, I know they're really good stories. You know, like all these Timothy Zahn books. Like, ah. Uh. So anyway, yeah. So for me, it's like I, I would really love to watch that because I liked I like to have that insider, you know, knowledge feel. Like, for example, Chuck watching Star Trek. You know, seeing Star Trek 2009, he got all the references. Mm. You know, you watch Into Darkness. What do you he's like, McCoy, what do you or Bones? What are you doing with that Tribble? You know, like all these different things like, oh, yeah, we get what the Tribbles are. You know, only he he only has one there. That's great. But like knowing what all of that stuff means makes it just a little bit better. You know, so it's it's yeah, nice but to it's be able different to do it if you going, can. I'm sorry. It's different watching. What sixty episodes of Star Trek for three seasons, comparative to reading sixty books, and they're not tiny books; they're thick. Oh, I know. No, no, these books aren't even considered canon, so that's not my issue. It's well, just like either either way, canon or not. If you look at the Star Wars EU in the books, his issue no, his issue is he saw a character that now he like needs to learn more about. Right. For example, you guys saw Ahsoka Tano. How much do you guys know about Ahsoka Tano? Zero. Not much. You guys know that she knew Anakin. That's about as much as was was shown. It's like much like your father. Is she about knew all you get. Anakin. That's about it. Much like that's, your father, we move but, on. But that's all you need to know. You don't that's all need, I need to, to go. You don't. She wasn't through. a huge part of the series to understand what she needed to do. Star you Wars is doing. That. Star War, Hang on. Star Wars is you, doing a very good job at introducing these characters, and like you do not. It's not a necessity. That you need no, to know the, the, but, the relationship between Ahsoka Tano and Anakin in order to enjoy her character in, in, in this or in Mandalorian. Like It's not, but it's that much cooler if you do. I understand. Fine. I agree. That's I all agree I'm with you 100%. And, and I'm saying if neither of you are going to watch it, that means I have to watch it. <laughs> well, you don't have to. You don't have I to. Do. You want to. It's my obsessive compulsion. Exactly. You want to. You don't have to. Like neither one of us are telling you that you have to do this in order I never to make said that you were. our podcast better. I, I wouldn't expect you to do it. If it was up to me, I would tell you don't. But yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I'm not. I I, I gave up on learning Hatties. Okay, so <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, I still wait, do wait, have wait, it wait. saved right here. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. <clears throat> 
This is the first I'm hearing of this. What? When did you start to learn Hatties? Years ago. Um, no. Years ago. No, no, no. Y- years ago. Months ago. We years were in the ago. Middle, we were in the, mid- in the middle of the Book of Boba Fett. Come on. You tried speaking Hatties to me years ago. You're like, I learned this word, and I learned this, and I learned this. You, this was years ago. I mean, you, you showed you know a few things during the episodes of that was Boba it. Fett. That but- was it. I, I just pulled up the website, like, the day before. That was it. So according to this, Ichuta is there's no definitive translation, but it's something akin to basically, you know, go to hell. <laughs> or <laughs> what we all kind of thought. But that's not what they translated it to in that first episode of The Mandalorian. He's like, Ichuta, Mando. I'm like, that's not what he said. It said something else because it was actually a... Uh, translation on the screen I'm like oh great Kusa, Krita, Krita Crispo, Da, Dasucha, Dawanga, ah Dawanga see Do you I'm see? reading it, I'm reading it <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it but the point is you've been, you've been that this is the kind of thing that you've been doing forever <laughs> yeah it's true, <laughs> you've been doing this forever this is fun Wait. Okay, so, I mean... I would not be to, surprised. I would not be surprised if you tried looking up Hatties in the 90s. No, I, I, I didn't, actually. No, I definitely did not. Okay. Guaranteed. Um, yeah, I didn't. We have gone way off track. Way we off have track. crossed over. <laughs> uh, but... Hey, at least we're in the realm of Disney+. Plus. We haven't left that. <laughs> No, we talked Star, Star Trek. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, a little bit. That's right. A little bit. So, the whole thing is, Conchu was taking advantage of Mark. Uh, but the whole point, yeah, swear to protect the travelers of the night, bring my vengeance to those who would do them harm. Yes, then rise as my moon knight. And out he comes, suits on, and there we go. And then we get back over to this point here where there's like a big abrupt whatever's going on and we find out that Harrow's just sending people down to the sands without even using the scales he's just killing people so that's nice unless 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 Amit has been resurrected already and when Mark gets back up there he's gonna get back up there as Moon Knight in the midst of the chaos that's kind of makes sense considering Mark had the uh um, the idol there, the uh, whatever it was in his hand, then Hera would have it and do whatever he needed to do to release her. Okay, right, got it. Like even even the hippo was confused as to what's exactly going on. So that's kind of what I thought through. Like Ahmed probably has been released. Right. So they're coming down. They need to get back to Konshu because he can save them um, and get them back. You know, so they can get Harrow. So they turn the ship around to go back to Osiris's gate home. All right, so and then she's basically like, get in there and balance the scales, because I can't let you out of this place. You're going to get sucked down anyway. Let's get those scales balanced. So they want to go back to the bedroom. Mark is like, no, you're not going to that bedroom. You can't make me do it. And he starts slapping himself repeatedly like a mental patient. Yeah. To which brings him back with Dr. Harrow. And he's Ted like, Flanders. oh. So he's like... <laughs> 
oh, what did you, what did you shoot me with? And he goes, oh, he's like, oh, you watch too many movies. We can't involuntary, involuntarily sedate patients unless they're like, you know, really crazy. But then he's, he's like, I'm so proud of you, you know, reliving all these traumatic memories and everything, you know, like for hours you've been doing, you've been at this for hours. Really great work. So he's saying all this stuff and we're going, right, we saw that. He's doing a lot. Like, and he sees it too. Like, what is happening right now? Is he really sitting in a doctor's office? Like, getting no, the stuff office or... keeps the office keeps changing. Yes. Yeah. So he gets this is crazy here. And this is where we're going to get into what I was thinking too um, as we go through it. But did you, he asks him, he's like, do you think that you created Steven to hide from all the stuff you did in your life? Or did Steven create Mark to punish the world? for what your mother did to you. Hmm. He's like, it's time for you to open up to Steven, basically. So, that's a big I deal. I still don't think the question of, I, I still, who's the original? It's pretty obvious. I, I told you guys, you uh, yeah, it didn't make sense that it would be Steven. It's it was Mark. Mark. It's Mark, but most of Steven's personality is fictional. No, most of Steven's personality Steven is what was Grant? there before this. He's, he's no. Tomb Buster. Steven's personality, the the way he behaves, is how Mark was before the split. So, the split happened, and Mark's original personality was stayed there as Steven. Not true. Well, he even says later's Gators. To his mom. Later's Gators is the only reference to Steven. Mark right. going into the cave, knowing that it's raining, knowing that it's dangerous, knowing that they're not supposed to, that is not a Steven move. That is a Mark move. Yeah. 100%. That is not yep. something that Steven would have done. Well, the point, we'll get more into that soon. But Mark going get, off on his own as a teenager is not something that Stephen would have done. Stephen would have been too scared. No. Right. Well, yeah. Hmm. Stephen would have been too scared. But Stephen, St- Stephen Grant knows no fear. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When danger is near. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not paying any attention <laughs> to this to this scene movie that they're that, that they're Float doing like a butterfly, sting like a bee. My name is Steven with a V. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the bedroom is where Steven was created. We basically get. We finally get the bedroom scene. He's in the bedroom, and his but mom's, to, his to mom's Will's point to though, in. this to Will's point though, this makes no sense. Zzz. Steven's created. But doesn't get the beat. Hold on. Listen to me. I'm not done yet. This is what I was saying we're going to get to. Okay. He So Mark's over there with his hands over his head. It's not my mom. It's not my mom. It's not my mom. And then just as he's about to get attacked, right, he goes, you know, and then Steven comes out. He goes, bloody hell, look at the state of this place. Better sort it out before mom sees it. <laughs> Cleaning it up as she's pounding on the door like a maniac. And then we look up and we see the whole when danger is near, you know, Stephen Grant has no fear. Okay. So he became Stephen Grant. Got it. In order to to not have fear. 
That's it. To not have fear about the impending, you know, beatings or whatever else might happen to him. Mom comes in. You're going to learn to listen. She grabs, you know, a belt off the wall and then comes in to beat, you know, the snot out of him. Now. My theory, my theory is this, and this might tie it all together. Stephen, Stephen was who he created in order to to get out of fear of what was about to happen. This other personality may have stepped in to take the beating, and that's why that other personality is more ruthless than what we've seen from both Mark and Stephen. And Mark just knows all of it because he's the original. Right. So... Are you on board with the fact that there's a third personality or not? So that's why I said, hold on, I think I have an idea, you know, like a few minutes or whenever ago, because I was thinking, wait a second, maybe that does make sense, because I was very confused. I'm like, wouldn't you think that Stephen, Stephen's sitting there like, hit me again, mummy. Oh, I love you. Like, yay. And thought it was okay. No, he created Stephen in order to not fear what was about to happen to him. But I'm but wondering. Stephen's afraid of uh, everything, though. That's that's my thing. Stephen's terrified of everything. He's not terrified. He's just awkward and bumbling. That is true because he does stand up to his boss pretty well. He does. He he he, he also goes in to go ahead and, and kiss you know Layla. Like there's a lot of things that he just goes ahead and does, and I'm like I'm thinking about it now. The more I think about it, and saying, oh well, you know what. It's not so much that he's fearful. It's just that he's awkward. A bumbling and British. idiot. Yeah. He's British. <laughs> <laughs> What's his issue? He's British. He's British. <laughs> so, so now I'm thinking, I'm like, if there is another personality, it's somebody who is ruthless. Because just like, just like Harrow was saying, did you create Steven for this or did Steven create you for that? I'm thinking like, no. There was a third altar created to take the beatings, and that's the one that comes back, like, full-on, like, killer mode. Yeah. You know? And that makes a lot of sense. I'll More tell you sense so. than if I they, thought. If they, int- if they do introduce a third per- a third altar in season six, I mean, episode <laughs> six, season six, episode season. six. <laughs> yeah. Don't count if your they, chickens, bud. Right. If they if they introduce a third altar in episode six and then don't give us a season two, what? <clears throat> what? Well, well, that's why I'm thinking that, that I mean, they got to bring them into. I mean, so so just because Will said that they haven't they they've said or they haven't said anything about it, like the zero talk about it doesn't mean that they just haven't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Already planned. It doesn't. No, I know. Something. No, I know. I read. I read a, a website that says they don't want to give away the secret to any of the fans yet. Okay, right, what does that exactly. mean? So, Is they doing I mean, a movie? Are they doing a season two? Are they introducing yeah. him to the MCU with everybody else? We don't know. Right. Um, right. That's what I'm saying. Is if they just end it. See, I'm willing. This is this is just my theory. They're going to go all the way through episode six. Have an after credit scene where they're going to introduce the third altar. Maybe, but that's that's my thought. Is now that I'm thinking about it, it makes more sense here because if Stephen was created to deal with the fear, then another one would have been created to deal with the actual hurt. Moments like later, the, the the actual 
yeah, maybe. Maybe. Interesting. You know, it was like Steven is who he switched to when he was about to deal with whatever, you know, and, and just, it just became that thing. It's, it's crazy, but it, it, it makes some sense. Now, anyway, that's that's my theory that I have suddenly now, like in the past 15, 20 minutes, just because it actually does tie in and it, and it does make more sense than everything else. Could so the, the third, the third, the second sarcophagus that was standing up chained together with it moving with a body in there wasn't enough. No. Okay. <laughs> Again, I didn't see that. That was the one episode I didn't get to watch twice. Um, but still, like, what could that be? It could be something else. You know, doesn't necessarily mean that. Could have been something. I, I don't know. But either way, it, it all kind of makes some sense here because it didn't make sense that he, that, which oh, the line I'm getting to here. Basically, Mark says to him, he's like, you were not meant to see that. That's the whole point of you. <laughs> so Steven just punched him in the face. That doesn't. He's like, you, and he says, you got to live a happle, ha oh, happle, happle, happy, happle. happle. I'm reading the second <laughs> word. Happy, simple, normal life. You got to live thinking that she loved you and was kind and still alive. Oh, that one. Why hit me. would Steven think that while he's being beaten by this woman? Exactly. That was my whole thing. That was my so, whole thing. That was my so, big problem with this episode. But I so mean, clearly, so clearly, the theory that there is a third altar that took the beating, and that's that third altar that is ruthless. That makes right. So who more was he talking to then in the first two episodes? So, I looked it up. Again, for, for, for the second time that we've been doing this podcast, because I wanted to remember the third's name, and it's Jake Lockley. Yes. Um, That's, yes. Yeah. So, and and I've I've been on board with there being third. I don't know why I didn't think about that in this scenario, but I didn't. Yeah. And it, thank you, Lee, for, it, for it bringing makes it sense. I'm 100% it makes a lot of sense. behind this. Yeah, that, I that am makes a lot more sense now. This. So there is in the comics there is a third altar. His yes. name his name will be well actually there's a third and in some iterations of the comic there's a fourth, but the third there's, the, the, yeah, the main more. third is a Jake Lockley. Yeah. So I'm um, Yeah, sure. I'm But that's so who was who was Steven talking to on the phone in the first episode? Nobody. Mhm. Nobody. Or no. How can I? Yeah, nobody. 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 Or maybe. And again, you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but they they kind of did something like this there. After um, spoiler warning for everybody who hasn't seen Breaking Bad, but after Jane dies <laughs> and Jesse keeps calling her cell phone before mm -hmm. before the cell phone gets shut off, and it's just like the message, like her, "Hey, you can't reach me right now." Blah blah blah. Like, it could be that. <clears throat> Like, they just haven't canceled her number yet. Like, her father just hasn't, like, well, no. His father just hasn't, like, turned off the number or something like that yet. And it's still... Because, it, like, we got a little bit of information in this episode that it was only a few months ago that she passed away. So yeah. it's 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 more than likely that the number is still active and her, her you know, voicemail message is still there. And it's just, like, filling up with all these voicemails from him. Like, that's entirely possible. Right. It does say here, I looked it up too, it just it just says, um, Jake Lockley is the third personality of yeah. Moon Knight that we see 
in the Disney Plus show teased in the third episode, which aired on April. So that third episode was him in Cairo. Yeah. So your yours and my, um, I had no I had no doubt that they were that they were hinting at a third. I never doubted right. for a minute that they hinted at a third. What right. I'm doubting is that we'll see him. That's kind of what I'm doubting because they, Disney has done this before, where they've introduced or they've teased characters, and just haven't introduced them. Right. They, they this just... is not. This is not new. So I'm. 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 I'm kind of up in the air. And another thing, I. I think the reason why I didn't think about the third altar, like here taking the punishment, is because every time we've seen the third, it cuts away, and we immediately cut back to either Mark or Steven, like back, like as like the main altar all over again. Like we never, we never see anything right. like this. This was and very I think different. I, right. And I think that even I still go back to what I said about the first episode too. When Stephen blinks away and his hands are all bloody, and I think that is this third altar as well, too. Yeah, which is why we didn't see anything. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's definitely interesting. Good job, Lee. Damn, I I'm so, <laughs> I'm like I didn't think it, it, I didn't I didn't think about it, and I'm surprised that you're saying something about it because you were never really on board with the whole third thing. So. Right, wow, but yeah. that's the only thing that makes sense to me right now because why Why would they say... It makes complete sense. You deal with this. It makes yeah. complete sense. So, so we'll yeah. see. Just Mark happens we'll to know both, knows all three sides of it. I don't know if yeah. he does. That's no, the I don't, thing. I don't think I don't, I don't think know Mark if does. Mark knows about all... Th- I don't think Mark or Steven know about Jake because they're they both don't. very much in shock when they, you know, both realize that there's a whole bunch of bodies around and they're both pointing right. anger right, at each other. How does Mark... But Mark knows that he was getting beaten, though. Mm. It's, mm. it's... 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 It's messy. It, yeah. Okay, at, at least this is just... This is this is messy storytelling in a continuity era, right? That kind of I'm 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 kind of leaning on that now because so Mark knows that he was beaten most of his life. There is no reason why there is no reason why. Okay, if that's the case, then Mark should understand completely why there's a bunch of bodies. Like Mark should know, but he doesn't, and I believe them. Like in that moment when he's telling Stephen, it wasn't me. And Steven's going, well, it wasn't me. Like, Mark should have known. Mark shouldn't have even questioned Steven about all those bodies if Mark knew that there was a third. But here, when Mark is saying, oh, you're, this is not for you. You're not supposed to know about this. It does kind of allude that Mark knows is a third. So at the very least, this is this is just a, 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 a problem that they're going to have to figure out how they're going to write their way out of. But See, I took it that Mark was the one getting beaten. No, Mark. Mark. Mark is the one who needs the protecting. That's how all that. That's how. That's how multiple personality uh, uh, works. When you're the, right. when you're when you're the one who's being abused and you're creating alters, you're doing that so that you can be protected. So you don't remember right, your anything. Alter you don't takes feel, what... exactly. You don't remember anything. Right. You don't feel anything. It's an it's it's an escape mechanism. You know the whole nine. But it, it just it, for some reason it didn't click with me. It didn't make any sense why Stephen wouldn't remember this. If Stephen's the one taking over in this moment, and then his mother comes in with a bell, getting ready to beat him. Stephen would remember that. Stephen would not like look right. at his mother so highly regarded and oh, I love my mummy. Like no, like that doesn't. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Props right. Lee. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, 
anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. I'm just surprised that came from you. You were not on board <laughs> with the third. No, I, I wasn't, but that's, that's why I was I'm, like, but, I'm, yeah. okay. Good job, man. All right. So, um, well, I mean, we'll see. We got one more episode that's going to give us a lot more answers. So Which we'll bothers me Hopefully. even more now. It bothers me Hopefully. even more that there's only Hopefully. one episode left. I know. <laughs> it, it's, it's so See, why? Marvel did this. I mean, they did this too, even with WandaVision, not just with the aerospace engineer. But also with Quicksilver. Oh, well, stop! Yeah, no, stop it! Stop it! We're not gonna get into stop the, it. All of it. Stop it! Because I'm still mad. <sighs> I'm still mad. I am still so mad at that. I am still so upset. I mean, at that. to me, that was more a slap in the face in the whole it aerospace really engineer. It really was. Yeah. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Like and this Peter's is Quicksilver. No, it's not. Quicksilver. It's oh no, it's not. It's what, what was his name? Frank. Ralph. 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 He's, Ralph. Ralph. He's just Boner. some guy Boner. named Ralph. <laughs> No. What? Like, and on top of that, they used the same character. Like, they used the same actor, which yes. made it even. Well, that's like, who's talking. Evan Peters, yeah. Right. I feel more justified now that we saw, like, the back of <laughs> Xavier's head. Like, I feel a little bit better about things now. Like, good. I was. Uh, we were right. <laughs> like, that's, that is Quicksilver. That is not Ralph. Unless that's Ralph's father. <laughs> I will be so mad. No, no, Ralph. So yeah, mad. that would ruin everything. My mom once knew a guy who could move metal. No, um. <laughs> in in IMDb does have Patrick Stewart slated as Xavier. Of course. Though. So yeah. I'm not looking. I don't want to look. Can we can we just get through the next like six days without without? I don't please? feel like okay. So that I don't feel like that's a spoiler. Like you see the back, you see the back of his head. Like they're okay. Like that's Man. there's no. Did you know that Benedict Cumberbatch was in this one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give that away. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Did you did you know that there's an Olsen in this movie? <laughs> and yes. not one of the twins? <laughs> Listen, I stop watching trailers when things are about to come out because I know they drop way too many bombs. Like I will say pretty, that they 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 yeah. are really bad about letting oh, a lot of like, things slip in the trailers. Like like the bomb for No Way Home that never happened. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> that's not different. Oh, sorry, that's a lie. <laughs> which which one? What do you mean? With. With, um, I don't think he was talking about the bomb. You were talking about no. something else, and you were really mad that the trailer lied to you. Yeah, with um, I don't when, think it was the bomb. When Peter though. and when Peter and is talking to Doctor Strange, and Wong is there. Oh, and, and he, he says he says, says don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it, and then he like doesn't, doesn't say anything say at, at all. all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were really mad. <laughs> You it was just so it was mad. just like it was a straight up lie. It's just, just so weird. I just it's I just don't so think weird. it's funny that you're just mad. <laughs> well, Evan they, Peters, that's a straight up lie. In one division, he obviously is Quicksilver. Why are we making something else up? Like that why? Me. That still bothers. I I know it does. I'm done. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so then we get to this whole thing where basically Mark is telling Stephen that mom's dead. He's like, no, I talk to her all the time. Yeah, well, you talk to her voicemail maybe. Or yeah, you talk to her whatever. voicemail. Like, that's... I, I told you so. So, um, 
Next, I said next quick. part. I, yeah, I said it quick. So let me out, let me out, let me out. And then Stephen comes out and he sees sees Dr. Harrow right there in his face. And he just splashes his water right in his face. Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, I, I love that. I love seeing Harrow just like take it like every single time Mark or now Stephen like freaks out on him. He just takes it and he goes, <sighs> okay, let's keep going here. Well, that's because um, he's that's because he is in their head and oh yeah. in it's, their head he's taking it it's it's hilarious yeah right but yeah i i love how he's looking he's like oh you dr harrow oh great oh he sees his his um like degree on the wall oh you've really gone up in the world haven't you all right your little your little haircut and your your silly tash very Ned Flanders. All right. Uh, so the whole thing is like, let's go. Let's, you know, your mom's dead. No, let's call like, let's call mom. Uh, no, no, no. She hates phones. She She's worried about like, you know, phone scammers and this and that. Don't call her. Don't call her. Don't call her. He calls her, hands the phone and he just goes, my, my mom is dead. Like he just accepts it and realizes she's dead. Yeah. So I have a question. I thought I heard it. Was there a busy signal on the other end? There was of that a phone? dial tone. It was a dial tone. It was a I dial, heard a dial tone. tone. Yes. The thing was, they, the thing was, they played music at the same time that like complemented it. So you go, was that just a dial tone or what? It was a dial tone. Yeah, it had to be. So then we get to the memory of Mark swigging from the flask across the street, and that was the moment that we saw before. It's like it's a street. You know, we haven't been on a street before. Come on, whatever. But the point is, he's at his mom's like funeral basically and he's out there and his dad dad's like sees him outside tries to motion him to come in he's like nope and then he just walks away drinking drinking just throws his yarmulke on the ground starts punching it yep until steven (laughs) comes back not knowing where he is I when he goes, I love the way that it happens though because the guy's like bawling his eyes out and then suddenly he tweaks and then he comes out he goes what where am I? Buddy hell. Oh, bollocks. And then he picks up his phone. And he goes, hey, mom. Yeah, would you believe it? I'm totally lost again. And just goes through. So he's like, it looks like, like, it looks like Winchester or whatever. And then he goes through. He's like, it looks like this or that. And then, you know, that's it. And we get the whole point. That was, yeah, two months ago, dad reached out. Mom was dead. So that was the moment that our lives started bleeding into each other. Okay. That makes sense. Because now all. there was no, because now there's no need for the other altar, right? So because the cause of it is that, not there that we know of, right? There's still all these bodies that 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 happen in the third episode when he's in Cairo. So clearly, there's still a need for a third. Which How is more, many bodies? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, it actually makes a little bit more sense. That's probably who Harrow wanted, not Harrow, mm. Conchu. Um, maybe. Contra probably maybe. wanted the third, the one that's a li- the one that's violent. <laughs> maybe I don't I mean, know because Mark, Mark, Mark remembers be all job. the Mark remembers all the the killings. Are we sure? Yeah, th- no, yeah, those ones. Yeah, but the the, the killings that that um that was referring that to is the is the stabbing where they were they both like Mark woke up and he's like, who am I stabbing right now? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, those ones we don't know about. Those ones that's we don't the one, know about. Those that's are, the one that we're talking about. Those but are the as ones Moon Knight, that though, it's Mark. As Moon Knight, fine. As Moon Knight, it's Mark. But the the, so we have this problem right now where we have to resolve the whole thing with Khonshu. And right. if Jake Loki Lockley 
is the violent <laughs> Jake one. Loki. Yeah, it, it is the violent one. I don't see Mark or Steven being able to resolve this. I see this third that's a little bit more violent being the person <sighs> to resolve everything. So it goes back to what you were saying for the past couple of episodes, Chuck. Who's going to be the one to save them? Well, it's probably going to be, be the third altar. It's going to be the third. Right. He's going to be the one that saves them, but then once he's saved... In a very violent be, way. Like, like right. save yeah. in Mark a will, very, very violent way. But he'll do that so that Mark can re-take up the gauntlet for the, sure. the, the mantle of Moon Knight. Sure. Maybe. 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 So, basically, they have their conversation where Mark just says, I couldn't face Dad again after all the horrible things I'd done. And this is where Stephen says something to Mark that no one's ever said to him. It was not your fault. You were just a child. It wasn't your fault. And it's funny because that's that's such a a huge, um, impactful thing. So so um, Chuck and I, and I mean we've we've done some episodes for the show called The Chosen, and it's it's funny. So about, geez, back in the late summer they were doing open auditions for the show the chosen and they said oh send us a video with this they had all these qualifications i'm like oh i'll do it why not and i got a hair and a beard why not i'll do it so and i love the show so this would be so cool i mean if i get to be an extra or whatever i'll be a part of that and i forgot about it like i, I never took the time to actually make the video until the day that was like the final due date so I didn't even take one of the scripts they had as an example script and just made up this random story about how, like, Jesus basically came up to me and told me that my brother's death was not my fault. Maybe it's—is is, is this a cliché story, you know, where somebody's brother died and they were blamed for it? Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was prophetic. I was getting ready for Moon Knight. I don't know. But— <laughs> The point was, like, it, it was it was interesting that that's the same type of story that I went with where somebody says to you, listen, you've spent the past, like, 20 years dealing with this guilt, you know, that somebody died and it was all, the, you know, the blood was on your hands. It's not your fault, you know? I was told that. <clears throat> I had to be reassured of that. <clears throat> yeah. I think yep. everybody has at one time in their life you have to be reassured that something that happened wasn't your fault. Right. Right. I've I've been there. Lee's been there. Like I I I understand that. So I, I'm not gonna say that it's cliche. Like hearing yeah. hearing that it's not your fault in in any kind of medium. Yeah, it, it's 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 a common part of life. If you want to call that cliche, you can call that cliche. I think what makes this a little bit better is it's like self realized because at the end of the day, Mark Stephen they're the same person. So this is just Mark coming to the understanding that it was not that his not fault. Him. That's what I, I was think just gonna, that's, I was just thinking that. I think that's right. more interesting than anything. That's what makes this show really cool. Yeah. You know, because you got a character, a a an identity created by this this character that we're witnessing here. That that's is That's what is, makes this show really cool. Not the title and who we're supposed to see in the show. That makes the show cool. We all watch it for Moon Knight, but this is what makes it cool. I love that we're yeah. having like a deep conversation about realizing that things aren't your fault and that you're going to be okay, <laughs> but you just have to go to like, but Moon Knight, <laughs> like you have to, like you have to do that. Like this is a super serious moment, but Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, that's the one thing that MCU and, and Disney has been 
really bothering me with these <clears throat> like let's let's title the F let's, let's title this movie but not give you what we're gonna tell you what we're gonna give you it's it's frustrating it's very frustrating yeah anyway. sorry so at this point boom 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 was that sound ah they've reached the gates of Osiris but the scales never balanced sorry but Looks like the unbalanced souls of the Duat are coming to claim your lives now. So there's that. Part of the ship. So Mark part of the crew. Mark looks over I know. I know. Part of the crew. This is so <laughs> this is So Mark tells Steven to hide. And, you know all of a sudden, you know, Sand the Sandman comes up and all the other Sandmen come up. And start taking people out. This is this is Barbo- Davy Jones. This is Barbosa's yeah, army of the dead. Yeah. This is this is Davy well, Jones's yeah. army of the dead. Like this is what this <laughs> yes. is. But they're very much like Sandman because you be, you basically punch their face off and they're just sand. Okay, and I love this scene because at this point Stephen, like recognizes like oh you've got this you've got this wait if you've got this I've got this too and he comes in and starts kicking butt with the baseball bat, and it's amazing. Just seeing St- Steve, yeah, oh yeah. Well, he's like six. <laughs> yeah, I like cricket better, but it was it was pretty awesome. Stephen falls off the boat at this point while trying to get a dude off of Mark, and he falls off the boat. Their big emotional moment. Um, Mark reaches out there. Stephen. Stephen's going. Mark and like wait, wait, and trying to run after him. Come back. Come, Come back. back. He slows down, gets pulled oh. down. He's on he's on his, you know, hands and knees trying to crawl back up and he freezes. That's that. And then immediately the or the scales at that point balance. <gasps> the scales have balanced and he goes right to the field of reeds and we've got Masala del Sol by Manuel Bo, uh Manuel Bonilla. Uh Bonilla that is playing in the back and you know very very classic here we go with Anytime there's like some weird like mind trippy thing, we play some old, you know, non-English song, mm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's the end of this. I oh. I love this because it's aside from it being an amazing scene with with Stephen taking out a whole bunch of sand people. I thought this was <laughs> sorry, not sand, not people, Tuscan Raiders, not Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> I thought this was really awesome the way that this whole thing played out because it's also just an amazing metaphor that Mark really doesn't need Steven anymore. Like Mark came to the understanding on his own that things weren't his fault and how he can finally move on like psychologically and Steven is not needed. I think that's an amazing storytelling. I think it's I think it's fantastic. I agree. Cool. He's gonna come back next episode, though. Of course, but I'm just saying, like right now in this moment, like the like the the, the symbolism of Mark, like everything is going to be okay. You're going to be able to move on. You're you're gonna get healthy. Like that, in, in terms of that level of storytelling coming from Disney, I think is I think is amazing. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, I almost for a second, and this is almost what I thought before when we saw was the second to last episode or so. Um, of Loki, of of the first season of Loki, where it's like, okay, they took out Loki and we're left with this new Lady Loki. Ah, uh, I guess I could deal with that. Sure. Uh, why not? And I and I almost accepted like we're not going to get Loki back. You know, when when he got like sent to the 
you know, the nothingness or whatever. Um, so that's kind of what I was getting here. I'm just like, if they just don't bring Steven back in the next episode, I'm like, it would make sense. But they definitely, you know, pulled on the heartstrings here. Anybody who didn't like Steven's character and didn't think he belonged, they're going to be like, oh, no. Like, I kind of started liking him now. Yeah. So it was nice that they had their back and forth and they were getting to a point where there was some balance there and things were out in the open. But, you know, now they took him out. I'm still adamant so, that Steven as Moon Knight or, or Mr. Knight or whatever Mr. you want to call him did not work. <laughs> I still think it was stupid. I'm glad that I, I don't have to see it again. But in terms of in, in terms of the the the, 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 the juxtaposition that was played here, how Steven can be incredibly physical, independent from Mark. I think you can see the same thing where Mark can be incredibly intelligent, independent from Steven. I think that's right. gonna be Absolutely. I think that's kinda cool. Absolutely. Did you get him? I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> these little gnats, man, they're just finding their way into everything. I, I got in my car. I haven't driven it in like four days. I got in there and I had like three gnats in it. And I'm like, what the heck? How did you get in? So, I mean, that's that's about all I got. I mean, this this episode's got a lot of beef. This is probably the, the I'd say this is the longest. Yeah. Um, We've discussed an episode of Moon Knight thus far. This is the beefiest. Um, this is this is definitely this is heavy with content. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got one more episode, and I know we've touched upon you know what our plans are after. So um, I mean, basically as it stands right now, looking at a, a calendar, which oh no, I, I pulled up the wrong calendar. I don't want to touch this one. This one's my work calendar. No. Um, okay, so we're going to have a couple of weeks um, between us uh, finishing up our discussion on Moon Knight and uh, Kenobi. So we just because we have a couple weeks where we have no specific episodes coming out does not mean we will not be giving you content. So uh, continue to tune in on Mondays and we will still have episodes for you. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where they they go to conclude this this uh season or series or whatever they're going to call it of Moon Knight. And yeah, that that's that's it. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. <laughs> See yeah. you later. Have a good one everybody. Bye guys. <laughs>